And did you did you take time off for the um, for the holidays as well? No, I didn't. No. Hey. So I, I'm, but I'm I'm off work right now. Okay, so that's just, nice. I'm just doing yeah, I'm just doing trad full time for a bit. Okay. Um, oh, you okay. have like a, a full time job already, and then yeah. you also oh shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a lot of work. Uh, we've we got one agenda. Is this? <laughs> you, know, you know, sometimes I think about my life. And I remember, I, sometimes I just like, the God that saw me through Wyatt can't see me through anything. Amen. That saw you through Wyatt. Is that what you said? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wyatt yeah. was, wow. Yeah, I didn't write Wyatt because like, I don't even know how that was. We, we bought the midnight oil. I did, but yeah. <laughs> I still, um, Door. It's too bad. We don't have to talk about the results. We just have to talk about the effort. The effort is the, the effort. effort. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I like you wish I experienced that sometimes. Honestly, work was actually really fun to write. It, not the actual exam itself, but the mm-hmm. um the process of it. Like right. you know, I feel like they give you a bit of like special treatment because like they know you're going through like probably the right. most rigorous exam you'd ever go through really because like why it covers everything you've learned from ss1 to ss3 it's just ridiculous i don't know i remember it and it was it was fun and it was interesting <laughs> like for the people who know they're going abroad yeah the one that was fun was neko yeah except for those that I, know they're going to run <laughs> why wait wait I, wait I, I didn't because get you why know like you what's don't the difference need it. <laughs> you know you don't need it oh. you know you don't need it <laughs> this Nec- is just Neko vibes just a flex vibes yeah, I don't I never remember Neko them, that's the honest. crazy thing oh wait yeah, I'm the, I, was, I and Chuki are the only ones that wrote Wyak and Neko oh, I wrote man. Neko in um, just junior school Jazz 3 yeah, yeah me too I, I, I wrote Neko in Jazz 3 Myself, didn't we write Neko in Jazz 3 we didn't know yeah we did we did junior Neko as well no but we also did in SS three right yeah there's two necos yeah, yeah there's two necos yeah you know what, what oh, the okay. actual what the actual flex was after i had finished ss3 right you know miles was just chilling and mom c and pops were like oh you have to get ready for jump oh <laughs> so, yeah i did jump as well <laughs> uh, i said you wrote jump oh I my gosh jump. your jump was an experience you guys let me tell you oh, what happened yeah, in jump in jump oh. yeah like we were doing igcses we we're doing wayak i didn't even have time to really switch into jump mode and stuff so like i literally started studying for jump literally the night before so i didn't sleep and then oh. i went to the exam and i was feeling really really sick so i was just concentrating trying to finish this thing so i was one of the last people to finish and they were sending dubs like around dubs by the way are like cheats like it's like um oh wait are we recording already expo yes we are <laughs> okay okay sorry <laughs> yeah they were dubs and then mm-hmm. they were passing around and i was like i don't want to cheat for goodness sakes but the invigilator was like why are you acting so big you should have just collected <laughs> you should have just collected it when it was going around now see you here i'm like uh-uh. wow that's serious no I'm no no screaming. i know neko the nigerian i remember when i wrote neko in just three one of our invigilators she closed she went through everybody's paper and saw everybody wrote the wrong answers <laughs> so she closed the door and she said all of you are wrong so I'm number, she took somebody she took somebody's exam paper Did and she, she was like dictating? number one i know yeah, she was like number one oh this God. is the answer number two this is the answer <laughs> and i was just like 
okay nah i'm writing it down so yeah literally yo that was <laughs> whack, but i'm not even here to expose anyone or anything so let's i mean you already have <laughs> <laughs> no jump is different because jump is like out of um jump oh, out, like, of school? out of school yeah mm-hmm. you literally just write in like a random place like government thingy and, hmm. and some people had written it for like a couple of years so like i remember some person was like ah i don't want to write this again i've written it for like two or three years and I was just yeah. <laughs> but you you know though and, and I think you, know, you actually don't mind spending some time on this because it's also part of the, the trad narrative I guess is you yeah. know, when we when we think about oh my god like I was so my younger brother he just turned turned 18 he mm-hmm. uh, he just finished uh, SS3 Okay. Um, my mom she told me to put him on like a lesson plan. Uh, so because like, I'm a, I'm a write, I've been writing for almost like twelve years. Yeah. So it's like okay, sharpen his writing. He's doing Excel. He's doing all these other things. I I gave him this very simple assignment. It's so funny. I told him to pick any of his favorite comic books, any like comic book novel, whatever story you like, and rewrite the ending. Right, rewrite the ending in a way that you like, whatever you want to do. Mm-hmm. And the boy was so surprised. He was like, "What do you mean? I have permission to do this?" Uh, it was like it wasn't even like conceivable, right? It's not just him, but it's like his whole class. Because in Nigeria, where the way we're taught to write and to think, mm, so just, just regurgitate, to, just what regurgitate. We're yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we haven't done intros. Okay, let's do it. Okay, hi guys, it's your host Matilda and your host Hadiza and your other host Imama, and you're listening to the Africa Lipso podcast. Hi guys, welcome back to a new episode of the Africa Lipso podcast. Well, this is meant to be an Ami Boy interlude, but we flex, we do different things. Um, mm. <laughs> but let's call okay. this an Ami Boy interlude too, because we're just going to like, you know, we're just vibing basically, but we are joined by Chucky Ibe or Odogu. Odogu is your name, right? Odogu, Odogu is Odogu. my name, yeah. Sorry. Interesting. When I actually I don't know anybody called Odogu. I thought it was like a title. Yeah, I thought it was a title. Yeah, it's it is title. Oh, so like you're a whole chief or like wow. your whole like oh, no, my, 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 my name is my name is Tukebuka Odogo Ibezimako. So go by Wait, Ibe. so it was the last one? Ibezimako. Mm. Oh. You know, there's a lot of Ibe's there's a lot of Ibe's in Igbo land. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. but it's always Ibe something. Oh, it's mm. shortened to be Ibe is a shortened form, yeah. Oh. What does your name mean? Like all of it. Yeah. Chukebuka is God is great. Okay. Odogu mm-hmm. is the great one. Hmm. Uh, Ibezimako mm-hmm. is, well, I go by Ibe. Ibezimako is we all learn from each other. We learn through sharing. My great grandfather was. Oh, I like that. He was what? Sorry? Your great grandfather was what? His name was Ihikwereme Ibezimako. And well, in the village, they say that I'm a reincarnation of him. I haven't. Oh. Uh, I don't know Nice. But he, yeah, he is actually interesting because I usually start my story from my great grandfather. He was a Dibia. What does was that a mean? Re- mm, a Dibia like is like a, a it's like a o- almost like a warlock, like fortune teller, like oh, like almost like a native. I was gonna say, I was gonna say a native, native doctor, doctor, but like okay, yeah, like I just grandfather too was a native doctor. Yes, yeah, so share, you know, share, share our uh, ancestral powers, you know, connect yeah. to the brain. I'm did you guys have any ancestral powers? powers. <laughs> 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 Chuki, did you feel the power? 
bro, I was just laughing on Instagram or Twitter, man. <laughs> just vibes. vibes. I'm the same. So what state are you from? Uh, I was born and raised in Lagos. I've lived almost all my life in Lagos, in Ikeja. Passed around between Ikeja, Oregon, mainland boy. Um, but I was, uh, my, my father was from remote state in Oweri, in Ikenazi Ziobo. Mm. So that's where I trace my ancestral heritage to. You know, Lagos, you're from, in Nigeria, you're from mm. where you're from. At least for Igbo people, mm-hmm. you are from where your father is from, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, same. Yeah, my Actually, my, my dad is also from Imo. Oh, nice. Yeah. Do you know where in Imo? Where in Imo? Uh, from Uzubi. Oh, no. I don't know if you know it. It's Uzubi, Diato North Local Government. Let's go. I love how people always, they always know their local government and village. It's so nice to see. Yeah, yeah. so my, my, great, my great-grandfather was a, it's called a DBM Mary. He was a rain doctor. So the story mm. of my family is he was the guy you go to when you needed to make it rain. So if there Ooh. was... Like, are we talking like money-wise like or like water-wise? Water, what kind water, of rain? Water-wise. Water okay. Uh, yeah, water-wise. He, uh, and, you know, this is, this is a story that passed from generation to generation. He had the language, if I can use that word, to open up the skies, intercede to the gods on the behalf of our, our community. And he made rain fall. And I know there was a time where there was a lot of DBS, right? It's almost like having a... We call these people native doctors, but these people were like highly sophisticated, highly educated people who could, you know, like harness forces I'm not even aware of. And, you know, many people won't, don't believe, and I respect people who don't believe or who don't... Um, we're not aligned with that philosophy. I completely know that there's so many philosophies in this world. Um, but I've always been curious about what that means. From personally, I love I love rain. We usually when it um, when it rains, people usually go inside. I usually go outside because um, you know your ancestral in. spirits and stuff. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the man is calling to you. Maybe you were meant to be a Dibia, but you know, actually, colonization. it's true. It's yeah. true. Maybe you actually meant to be a Dibia. The one actually, man, you know, I I actually thought about that for a while, but apparently it passes through the mother's line, not the father's line. Ah, ah. Cool. wow. So, uh, so like, your mom doesn't have any Dibia in her li- like no, is it lineage or lineage? Or yeah, her lineage. Yeah, not that I'm aware of. No. Oh my shit. Oh, yeah. honestly. <laughs> <laughs> you miss. Did I miss that? You <laughs> yeah. So, um, Chucky, can you actually introduce like what you do? And Trad Magazine, you're trying to be, you know, humble, but we want to hear it. Yeah, Trad is, is it's an organization. It's an education organization. Our goal is to explore, restore, and renew ideas from African people around the world. So, we are interested in ideas from indigenous African peoples. If you're Yoruba, Igbo, if you're Tree, if you're Somali, if you're Zulu, wherever you come from. What were those beliefs that our ancestors ancestors had? Uh, what were mm-hmm. those? Not just what they did. Like I feel like Discovery Channel told us what people did, mm-hmm. but nobody told us why they did it. Like how did they Very understand exotic the world? Way. Yeah, it was all like, yeah, I was like, look at all these Africans dancing. <laughs> but for us, it was like, why? You know, why is it that as, a, as the first of my father, I have to eat the head of the chicken and not that leg? Right? <laughs> but, but like, how, how is it tied into our epistemology, our ontology, our philosophy? Mm. Um, and is there anything from those times that we can reclaim and return. some of those some of it will be not meaningful in this context but is there anything that we can reclaim from our birthright that could allow us to enrich our lives 
And then the other piece is, you know, folks from the diaspora, whether it's from the Caribbean, Black North America, uh, Black South Asia, there's so many Black and African cultures that exist around the world. What are those unique things that they have been able to uncover and learn about the world? And how can we also use those things to enrich our lives as well? You know, for everywhere from uh, from Martin Luther King to Nelson Mandela to Varela Desmond, there, you know, there's so many incredible thinkers Tony Morrison, Baldwin, that I feel like we don't, not I feel like I know we don't engage with their work enough because they're not considered classic or, or orthodox knowledge. So what we do at Trout is we work with young people to reclaim these ideas, to uncover them, research them, and to communicate them in like new and interesting ways to other young people. And then the other piece that's really important to us is we, we're trying to start connecting the dots between the African diasporas, you know. Um, we only got to meet each other through... Uh, through CNN and BBC. Oh. Um, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Sorry, I got it wrong. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so, so we we have to build the platforms that allow us to meet each other in like real and authentic ways, mm-hmm. and not in ways that are romantic. Right? I don't, I don't espouse, I don't espouse this king and queen. Philosophy. We was kings. <laughs> I, I like, and I respect, I respect that there are some people out there who believe that, that. For, yeah, for mm-hmm. whatever reason. But, you know, we, we need to be building these bridges and representing ourselves in real and authentic ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what we try to do at Trad. That's what we try to achieve. We publish Trad Magazine, tradmag.ca. Uh, we create educational materials. We publish Trad TV. Um, and ultimately, we work with young people. It's like, oh, like the oldest of my team is 27. The youngest mm-hmm. is 17. Oh, uh, these are the real youths. Not them. Yeah. That's my Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> Please. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that, that's... That's what we do at Trad. And yeah, it's just all about, you know, creating community, curious community. And, you know, like, I think we young people, we will have to pave the ways we walk, right? Like a lot of things we're creating have, have not existed. The things we're curious about, folks haven't really asked those questions before. So a lot of things we're doing are just super innovative, super fresh. And, and I think around the world, we are in um, an era of a real disruption in kind of global consciousness from Namibia to South Africa to Cameroon to Antares in Nigeria, young black people to DC, Barbados, Bridgetown, young black people are just being like, yeah, we're going to live now. There's none of this, none of this killing us anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Trad is animated by the same force. We need to create the world we want to live in. And, and ultimately we're working with young folks to, um, to dream about what that world would be, to get inspiration from those folks who have come before us, mm. and to, to you know to like, to, like to put the word forward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but like, make it like twenty twenty one, like digital. I like it. I really love what you guys do. And I think mm-hmm. if you missed it though, Chucky is the director of Trad, and he's also the editor in chief of Trad Magazine. So the, the, that's the accolades you missed out. You were just talking about Trad, but I was like, let's bring him back. So, so in case he comes here very brainy and everything, you can know that he does these things. He do do this. He do do this. Oh, okay. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. You Who know. Loves to hear it. But, but you know, before I even before I. Even go on I, I definitely should say that like three of you have been a real gift to our culture oh, and, man. You know, and you know I mean That's this really I mean sweet. this I mean this in the most honest and authentic way I, I, I actually this. yeah actually I, I yeah I, I don't know I don't know 
Yeah, you're, you're, you all are a gift. And I, I listen to you guys when I cook. I listen to you when I clean. Oh you my folks gosh. are You folks literally kept me company throughout the pandemic. So I give thanks for your awesomeness. It's, a, it's yeah, you're a real gift. So, um, and, and you have to, you know, like you have to continue to lead with intention because the work you folks are doing is quite important. So keep building. Hey, but thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, really wow, nice. thank you. That was so reaffirming. Like, yeah, we we really did yeah. need that. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's easy you. to say because it's the truth, you know. So yeah. keep pushing. <laughs> wow, <Thank> you. <laughs> thanks. You do this with words. We love it. <laughs> we love it. But um, before we go into anything, how's everyone's week's been? Uh, yo, we have a volume coming out on Saturday. The theme is time. Oh, uh, you guys are on a new like nice. theme now. Yeah, yeah. Okay. We have a new volume coming out for two volumes in February. Okay. Um, health and power, and we have a new show coming out on the sixth of February with an amazing lady called Donisha Pendergrass, writer, performer, granddaughter of of, uh, of of Bob and Rita Marley. We're producing a show with her. So my last week has been full with trad, just working, uh, mm. getting our designs down you know mm-hmm. i have a big team i have an amazing team so it's yeah it's really just been a trad vibe but i don't mean to use this as an opportunity to plug stuff because i don't Shame, shamelessly plug honestly yeah. plug, we plug to away because like, you guys do amazing work like if yeah. you see the website and y'all should go check out the website it looks like very very presentable and like the information there is like timeless like you you can find these things a lot of times like on the internet or and stuff like that but it's curated and it's through like actual human beings that are from these cultures too so like i feel like y'all should please plug it that's what i'm saying it's no. nice to have everything together, <laughs> together. like on the website and like mm-hmm. i feel like i'm looking through the website it gives me things to be curious about like things i wasn't even aware of and i'm like oh okay okay i want to see this yeah Yeah, questions questions you didn't even know you had the permission to ask yeah like i was what i was listening to well i was watching one of the i think it's not a trad original but it's like one of the videos you guys have on trad tv and it was this guy talking about how it's crazy that african literature is written in english like you would right. never see Spanish literature written in Chinese, Spanish. and I was like, "Whoa! Why did I never think of? I don't know. Maybe people, other people, think about this." No, but. that's the homeboy. You should really check out his work. Wationgo. Uh, I think he's from East Africa. I forget the specific country. Yeah. Yeah. He had his whole life. He has been talking about the relationship between language and ideas, colonization, what language Africa you speak. You know, it's like really some really great stuff. I mean, we curate we curate from everywhere from mm-hmm. Somalia. From from Barbados, uh, you know, everywhere. But we could get to that later. I want to hear how everybody else's week was. Lashoda, you want to go? Nothing. I really don't have anything to say. This week has been bad. Oh no! It's it has been bad. Like I guess. Thank God for hope. I guess. I hope. <laughs> Sorry, you guys go ahead. I don't really. Yeah, it's okay. Sorry to hear do. that. Sorry to hear that, man. I hope you have a better week mm-hmm. this coming week. By God's grace, yeah. How about yeah. you guys? Hey, Mama, go ahead. I'm trying to remember. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> you know, Hadiza will forget. That's what you want to forget that week. trust. Um, my week was good. I think school just started. Yeah, so school just started this week. So um, I realized how much work I have to do. But like because I was on a break, I didn't realize 
like I kind of forgot essentially <laughs> that <laughs> this stuff requires work. So um, yeah, I was kind of just like slapped in the face with like all this work I have to do, and I'm just like, oh okay, nice to be back. But um, that's literally how my week has been. It's like my week has just been me kind of coming back to reality of school and also work at the same time. And like just me trying to find a balance. And I'm also trying to become more active this year just because health as well. (laughs) And um, so, yeah, I'm just trying to really find a way to just balance everything together. So that has been my week. But it was okay. Like it was pretty good, you know. Had some fun highlights, but like ultimately it's just been me kind of getting back to reality and making sure that I can balance it properly and also have like an enjoyable life and not just like so far through stuff. But yeah, that's my week. Yes. Work now, play later. Exactly. Um, I can do, I'm trying to do both. Oh, okay, okay, nice, <laughs> I'm trying nice. to do mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> I hear sense, that still. I mean, we'll, we'll see sense. how it goes. But have you remembered how your week was, Adiza? Yeah, I finally remembered, though. You jogged my memory. Okay. So my week was. See, um, the jogging has started. Uh, love to my see week- it. <laughs> <laughs> my week was good, actually. It was really good. You know, I was stuck indoors for the most part, but it was actually pretty nice. Like, yeah, I would say it's pretty nice. I also started another course just so I can add it to my resume because these employers are moving mad and I'm trying to be employed in this 2021. That's well, cool. employed, employed in my Amen. field, should I say. Yeah. So I'm just trying to find like uh, ways to make my resume look more attractive. So what I field added are you? another course. Um, so it's civil engineering slash architectural engineering. So things related to that essentially, yeah. So yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Yes, to money say moves. yes, God cares. Cares <laughs> to money moves, caribous and employment this year. Amen. Yep. Amen. <laughs> so, um, Chucky, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about like how Trad started and why it started. Because I know on the website it talks about how you know you guys started in McMaster as a club, um, back in 2013. But I want to hear more of like a a personal process of how this came about and Man, um, the thoughts you know i think sometimes some people overestimate their presence in their life there's a an evil proverb about, i don't know the evil version i'll say the english version is says what a thing is what a thing is going to happen it'll find a way to happen sometimes we just like we don't even know why we do the things we do like i think there wasn't there was a conversation. I mean, I've been making art for, for a long time. One of my mentors had said that the artist spends their whole life trying to make the ex- like the exact same thing. It's always the same idea. So I think in some ways, Trout is a combination of both. Where, you know, like since I was a kid, Michael, Michael used to say there's, because um, I think it's a Nibo proverb as well. It's like there's always a child in their family who's just curious about the history of their family. Mm-hmm. And for me, mm-hmm. as I came to, came left Lagos, came to Canada, I began to get a bigger idea a bigger experience of what family is and who family is and and i feel like i really do feel a shift i think there's an increasing self-awareness of young black people around the world and and i think that same shift that same spirit forced itself out of my body is just trying to manifest itself and and i know that you know kind of god is asking me to do something Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you know somebody needs to build the bridge and if nobody does it the bridge will get built and, and I don't know if it's me who's building the bridge I think that's an over exaggeration of self I think many people would are building mm-hmm. you know and I know that you, you, you three are one of those builders. Um, you, know, when, you just came you... here to wash us. And you know what? We will have it. We will have it. 
when, when you look at you look at the amount of African diaspora media platforms popping up, you know, when you take a step back out of everything, I think we're we're all saying the same thing, mm-hmm. and we're all trying to articulate this envision of life. So, observing my own life, I definitely think that I'm being animated by that same force, that same curiosity, and I, if I can say that I had the, the practical skills to build something. And I was in a position in my life where I knew how to leverage relationships. I knew where to get funding. I had the managerial skill, but also as we were building the team, uh, one of my really good friends and teammate, uh, Ola Idris, she had said that, oh my God, like Chucky, like just yesterday, the day before you called me, I was praying for something like this to come into my life. And like you called me the next day. So there's definitely like a, as Bob Marley would say, a natural mystic flowing through the air. There's a lot of us that are just coalescing. I have, um, sorry, can I just say I've never heard that said in like just like a speech. Like I've only heard it in song, and I was so uh-huh. confused. Like I was like, "What?" <laughs> but that makes sense. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. There's 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 a there's an energy that is asking us to do something, and I think it is useful for us to be intentional to listen to what that energy is saying and use our skills to manifest. Because ultimately, what we're trying to do is like make sure that people live in dignity um, and you know trad is the platform to communicate those ideas but the intention is to equip young black people with the ideas they need to exist for the next 300 400 years so i started trad as not trad at the time it was called afrocentric ideals at mcmaster university i was probably 19 um my first or second year and you know there was the african student association there was a black student association there's a caribbean student association there's the athletes there's the sororities there's a fraternity and i'm like come on guys like not that we need to be the same thing that's not true we cannot be different but we need to share something together and we need to like be intentional when we're meeting each other because you know a lot of us don't know how to talk to each other because we've been socialized in such different places the international students and the caribbean first second generation third generation black canadians but if we don't build the bridge to each other, nobody will. Mm-hmm. So we built this thing called Afrocentric Ideals. It was like a club on campus where all the black students could share. And then I ran that for one year. Then I met my uh, one of my best friends and collaborators, Sarah Mustafa. And we, we ran that together the second and the third year. And then in the third year, I left and I did uh, did a bunch of other stuff in campus, kind of all the student politics. And then uh, I left it for the students. And they've been running the program since then. But then the same issues exist across Ontario, across Canada, if I can even see across the world. So to me, trad was the next solution. It was the scale from that. And that's what I mean by, you know, the artist makes the same piece of art over and over again. So we built, we built Trad. We wanted to build a platform that was fresh, that was unapologetically black and African, but didn't have all the cliches. We wanted to give people something that was visually clean, professional looking, quality, expertly curated. And, you know, and sometimes like I said, if you're Somali, you're looking for the Somali article. Mm. But we wanted to give the Somali a chance to look at the Ghanaian article as well. Mm. And, and the Cameroonian a chance to look at the Caribbean article and really, really connect our stories. So we applied for some funding. We secured it. And yeah, we've just been building ever since. And, and, I, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I really like, I really, I really don't want to, again, overstate my own presence in my life because a lot of this stuff was just like, super divine inspiration mm. and when the spirit tells you to move you just move or else like you just be frustrated <laughs> you yeah. know 
mm-hmm. just frustrated. And I actually remember the day Triad launched. I think it was July 13th or 18th. The next day, man, like I, I hadn't felt that much peace since like my nine-year-old wow. birthday. Wow. Right? It just felt like, bro, you're did the right Did place. you say since your nine-year-old birthday? Yeah. That's what he said. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, what yeah. was special about your nine-year-old birthday? Like, as <laughs> Yeah, just like this peace, feeling like- of just like the peace, right? And the, and the wonder and the presence. Yeah. I just felt so present in my body. Mm, um, nice. Okay. Yeah, and, and it's also for my team, right? We have such an excellent team, excellent, excellent team. And we've been building together since. And uh, inshallah, we're going to keep building. Hmm. Nice. I have a question based off of what you said, because, you know, you talked about having to have like a black space, basically, to kind of bring together the different diasporas and everything. And I mean, this is a question we basically ask over and over again on Africa Lipso, but I, I, there's no harm asking for new ideas. But like, what is the importance of that exactly? Exactly, because it's like I know we've had the conversation, Chucky, that you're not a Pan-Africanist <laughs> either. Yeah, no. So yeah. I I wonder then what the importance of like you know a Nigerian being in the same space at some points with like a Somalian with a Jamaican like that kind of thing. Like, what is it that's important that we have to have a shared space for? You know, it's funny. I I don't think it is important. I think it is beneficial. Mm. And it is to our strategic benefit that we do that. And, what, and not, what's the benefit? Yeah, what's the benefit? Yeah, and, and it's not for the sake of anybody else or anything else. It is for the, purely the sake of ourselves and our self-preservation. You know, we are all very different people. Even though, you, you know, when you look at Nigeria, where there's deep, deep, deep diversity. But I think it is important for us, and it's not just African people really, but I think it's also like a larger cultural thing, but we have to start with what we know first and then we build our curiosity out. Let me even take a couple steps back. The other thing that I do, I work in public policy, so I think about these things in in these terms sometimes. Mm -hmm. A, A lot of the, let me call it public policy interventions, a lot of the ideas that we implement in a place like Nigeria do not come from Nigeria. They come from usually the United States or the United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, they come from places like the World Bank and the World the World Trade Organization. But America and the and the United Kingdom really don't have a lot in common culturally, geographically, uh, with places like Nigeria. So if you are looking, for example, for how do we manage our cattle community, how do we manage our herdsman community in Nigeria, where should you go to to find solutions? You're probably better going to Rwanda or going to Somalia to find a solution. But what well, do we why? do? Well, because they have similar cultures, similar economies, similar histories mm-hmm. uh, than what folks have in other parts of the world. So I think it is worthwhile um, having a lateral exchange. And let me let me reframe it in this way. If Nigeria is very good at math and very bad at English, and Somalia is very bad at English but very good at math, it is much more meaningful for us to exchange with each other than to copy from somebody who has is writing a different exam. I don't know if you get what I mean. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so in our cultural spaces, and why it is important for Black people to really to connect with with each other, we share at least for between West Africa and the Caribbean islands, we share similar, uh, not similar but connected histories, connected cultures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're, we're working with similar issues, and some of us are more advanced in some specific things than others. Jamaica actually has quite a robust education system and education sector. Mm. Jamaica was one of the first countries to have uh, maternity leave, even before a lot of people had it in North Mm. America and in Western Europe. Jamaica has had a boisterous entertainment sector for a very, very long time, 50, Mm -hmm. 60 years, much older than, say, Nigeria's entertainment sector. But where we want to blow, we go to America first instead of going Mm -hmm. to Jamaica or instead of going to into Barbados. Mm -hmm. 
And what ends up happening is we end up selling ourselves out pennies on the dollar to these large conglomerates in the other parts of the world. So on a macro level, why I think it's important for black people, again, it's not, again, it's not important. It's beneficial for us to share with each other. It is because we share similar cultures, histories, knowledge systems, values, and it is worthwhile. Let me, let me share this one really interesting example. One of my personal interests is social security. Yes, I am a nerd. (laughs) (laughs) In Rwanda, um, they have a system. I forget the Rwandese or forget the language they speak their version of it. But it's basically a a one poor family, one cow policy. So every poor family gets a cow that they live with for the rest of their lives. The cow gives them milk. Oh, okay. Uh, The cow cow helps them. (laughs) I thought it was a foster care kind of system. Sorry. No, no, no. no, no. Wait, why? I was like, why do you mean they get a cow that lives with them? Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, the cow gives them milk. So their kids actually living, the kids who are really low income and and poverty levels Mm -hmm. basically have higher nutrition because they're getting that basic, the most basic thing in their diet. They can trade the cow. They can and get other cows, meet them, have more cattle. The cow gives them labor, helps them tow their lands on their farms. That cow is basically an asset for that mm-hmm. family to have, to possess, to use to the best of their discretion. They can sell the cow for cash. This, I think it's like almost like a five, six-year-old. Well, it's, it's based off of an ancient Rwandese social security practice. Um, and the current Rwandan government has brought it back to protect the poor and the vulnerable. Now, somewhere like Nigeria, where we're looking at the we're looking at the in the north, where there is deep, deep poverty and inequality, we have all these foreign aid programs that are coming in. We have governments that I mean, a boy Bubu had told us about uh, what did they call them? Um, trader money. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking. Like, toxic trader money, right? And this is meant to protect the uh, you know the poorest of the poor. It is beneficial uh, for countries like Nigeria and countries like Rwanda to have a meeting and to share best practices. Like this is what is working in the North. You have cows on cows on cows, but how are we managing our cow economies Mm. in a way that is meaningful and beneficial? You just don't get that if you go to the United Kingdom, if you go to America, the World Trade Organization. That's true. Um, So I think on a macro level, that is why it's important for us to have shared spaces. spaces. Mm -hmm. But then on on the personal level, I like, and I, yeah, I'm still trying to f- figure this other piece out. I won't say that I have all the solutions, but to me, it feels like it feels natural. Yeah, there's just I, it's it's so weird. Like living in Nigeria, I knew nothing about Caribbean people, but like they come from where we are from, right? So yeah, um, there's like a there's there's a natural like rhythm and vibration that come in these spaces. And Caribbeans are African people, but they're also distinctly Caribbean people. Mm-hmm. And I th- I think it's very dangerous if we erase their Caribbean-ness because they've been their independent nations for 400, 500 years. But we have, and not even language or culture, it's something a bit more instinctive. There's a rhythm, there's a vibration. That just makes us gel, basically. It just makes us gel. Yeah, I agree with you. But we also need to learn from each other. If we're not intentional in sharing, I do not think that we would be able to actually leverage the best of our cultural spaces. Many things that happen in Ibolan, for example, happen in Jamaica um, in terms of our cultural practices and rituals. Um, I was I was learning about a practice we do. I think the Yoruba people do it as well. It's, I think some people they call it susu or susu. Uh, Wait, what does a, that mean? Is it the a, um, money lending thing? Money lending, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Everybody puts their money in a pot, uh, rotates it over yeah. a period of time. Everybody gets uh, the full amount. Somebody gets the full amount every week or something mm, else. Yeah. Oh, there's some. It's called a jaw. 
Ah, uh, yeah. It's called yeah. I think yeah. it's also called that. Yeah, I think it's called Agile because like Something I remember like my friend was show. actually talking to me about it. Actually, I, I did it last year with um a group of people. Come, let's do it again now. I'm, I'm already one this year and the next year we go again. Wow. <laughs> well, you know, you're, and, and I think this is the point exactly, right? And this is the point exactly is that there are all these things that we are doing that we don't even know where it's from. That's and true, some, actually. And there are some people who know are there some people who don't know? Mm-hmm. So why it is beneficial for us to have these spaces is so we can share information, mm-hmm. right? We can give ourselves the hacks and the cheats of life. And these are things that we would all have known naturally because it's our birthright, but our, our lives got interrupted, right? So, yeah. um, by the way, that's... Can I also let me just oh my lord I'm talking a lot I'll, I'll try and stop one of the things my mentors had told me right we act solely out of love for ourselves mm-hmm. and not out of hate for anybody else mm-hmm. right so like I have no problem with any cultural group around the world and we need to get to a space where we're sharing and, and we're working on equal ground and footing but we have to build with each other and we have to get to a space where uh, we can stand on equal footing because we have built, you know? Mm-hmm. Question. Um, how many different, uh, I guess, countries do you have represented on TRAD? Uh, African countries, do you have all of them? No, not all of them. Well, first of all, we're in Canada and, and there are um, obvious, uh, what's it called, immigration trends Yeah, uh, mm, that happen yeah. in Canada that don't happen mm-hmm. in other places. But also like, Quebec versus Ontario, you get very different Africans. And like Waterloo versus Toronto, you get very different Africans as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so we pull for largely from Toronto, Hamilton, Ottawa, and Ottawa. Mm-hmm. And yeah, our team is heavily Sudanese, heavily mm. Ethiopian, heavily Nigerian. And yeah, we have North and South Sudan. We have a couple of Eritreans. And sorry, I say this not to just like talk about people's identity so loosely. Uh, but just to answer your question, it's pretty diverse. Uh, we have a couple people who hail from Chad, Ghana, Somalia. Yeah. So I think it's, I think it's pretty diverse. Uh, and we have, we, yeah, our team also has non-black people and non-Africans. So we have folks from Egypt, from Libya, Turkey, uh, Pakistan, yeah, and, um, China. Um, oh, really? And yeah, so yeah, it's like, it's a, it's a super, I mean, we are predominantly African. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it's a big tent and, um, and, and for folks who are not African who want to use trad as an opportunity to explore Africa or explore their own identity we, we super we welcome it because we give people like a pedagogy that they can use to explore themselves wait sorry uh, you give them a what? a pedagogy like a, a system of research oh okay sorry not to know these big big words but thanks for okay, explaining okay, thanks. <laughs> no somebody explained it somebody explained it to me once upon a time <laughs> Yeah. Oh no, that's pretty cool. Honestly, I really yeah. like um love what you guys do. And I was wondering if we could actually talk about traditions because I think it's something that you guys talk about a lot on um trad. And I think it was one of your first themes actually that you guys yeah, covered. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's a very good intro into like you know what trad is even about because you know they talk about tradition and what we should do with our cultural pasts. I know that's one of the articles I think you wrote even. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. I think, yeah. What exactly are our traditions and are we aware of them? Because I, I think that a lot of people are, for on the outside anyways, probably like black Americans, just because we grew up on the continent, probably think we are, have a good understanding of our culture. But do you guys think that we have a better connection or at least a connection to our traditions and cultures the way that um, probably like a Beyonce or something would think? I don't think so. 
Actually, I, I think we might have like a better understanding, but I don't know. Let the let the expert <laughs> let the expert uh, tell us. <laughs> same. I also think so. A better understand. Like yeah, I think I have a better understanding. Yeah, more context. Yeah, because sometimes I, don't know I feel if... like even Beyonce with, with her, like you know her those visuals she makes, and you know her when she talks about like traditional worship and stuff like that. I feel like they even have a better understanding of it than we. That live on so the I continent. So I think knowledge probably, but understanding the I context. Don't, I, well, no. I I mean I guess it really depends on who's doing the research and where they're getting their information from. Like, is mm-hmm. Beyonce getting her information from the right person, or is she really understanding or trying to understand the context, or is she reading her own meaning based off her own background as but well? Why even us? Do we have the context? I think we, I, I think we mostly, not mostly, but like, I think we have a better context because it's like, even if we might not have like actively engaged in, I don't know, say traditional worship or like all those things that obviously they reference, it's like, I feel like we have definitely seen it more in like our movies, like just seen it more around us that even though we might not have actively engaged, we we just have more context, I think. But at the same time, it's like, I'm not, I'm obviously not going to discredit like African-Americans, like those people that have actually gone in and done their research. I do think that the people who have actively gone in, done their research, like, you know, they may have gone to some places in Africa, they might definitely have a vast amount of knowledge and even better knowledge, understanding and context than me. But like, I don't know, I just think that to some degree we have context which might give us a slightly better understanding but i don't know that i would go as far as to say oh that we are definitely like more knowledgeable about everything like you know or we are just yeah i don't know if i'll go as far to say that like we know more than them or we understand more than them but i do think to a degree we might have a slightly better understanding just based on the fact that we grew up there and like we've heard of these things like growing up it's i don't know i I don't know (laughs) but yeah I think for me, and there's many ways we can answer this, and I'm going to intentionally pick maybe the longer way to answer. So please mm-hmm. do pardon me for a second. I'm Igbo, and I ground my knowing of the world in an Igbo epistemology, an Igbo worldview. The Igbos, indigenous Igbos basically believed that the world operated in like four cycles. Each cycle could last almost a million years. So the first cycle, which is called the Ugaka, Second one was Ugachi, third was Ugao, and the, the last was Ugazi, which is the age we're in right now. The Uguaka is so a in the life cycle. We're in the last cycle. It's probably going to last another couple hundred thousand years. So it's okay. Hey, the and end of the world to, was and then, scary. And then, no, and then it starts scary again. Times. You know, I've heard this thing before. Someone told yeah, me about it, and I'm evil. Yeah, well, that's why you should go to tradmag.ca. Okay. <laughs> 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 but the, the, the Ugaka was a time where the first ancestors lived. Right? These were the ancestors before the ancestors. These are the ancestors that they claim had eternal life. Right? They were immortal. So think about like, according to this logic, this happened like, a, almost like I don't know, how many million years ago. So imagine they had they had their own tradition. Mm-hmm. And then we had the people who live in the Ugachi timeline, and they probably had their own traditions. And then they had the people who lived in the Ugamu timeline, and they had their own traditions. And then we live in the Ugazi area, and we have our own traditions. So when we talk about traditions, whose tradition are we actually talking about? And I think it's somewhat important to realize that you know we're not the first ones or we will not be the last ones to embody or possess these traditions and then there's another way to think about these things um and you know we have these four cycles that run millennia but even within 200 300 years what happened 
before the, the interruption from Europe and what happened after the interruption from Europe. And just by the natural mixing of human societies, so many new ways of knowing are born and so many different traditions are born. So some of the things that we say, oh, this is not a tradition or this is not an African thing to do is like it's only been around for like 50, 60 years, whereas we've had our, our uh, cultures and philosophies for generations. Um, and then when we talk about the African-American context, and, and let me asterisk this by saying, I think often the global black image is cast in an African-American lens. And mm -hmm. I don't think there's anything particularly good or bad about that. But I definitely think it's worthwhile knowing that the African-American experience is one of so many, many, many black experiences of the world. And we shouldn't always project uh, ourselves in the image of, of African-American people. They are our cousins and we, we respect them fully. We have to recognize our similarities and our cultural differences and nuances. And they have given us so many beautiful things. And we, we want to continue learning and sharing with all our cousins from uh, from Black North America. But but I say this to say all, oh, don't really, I mean, you know, when, when you asked the question, you talked about America, but we didn't talk about the Caribbean and we didn't talk about the Black folks who live in South, in South Asia as well, right? There's so many cultures there. And what I think what has become black culture in, in America is a very unique offering of blackness, um, which is extremely beautiful and special, but has emerged in a very specific American context, a North American context that does not happen uh, in, in other parts of the world. So when Beyonce creates her art and creates her music, which I thought I thought Black is King was quite beautiful. She's pulling from an African-American tradition that resembles a West African tradition and some parts of East Africa, but it's fundamentally not. Um, it's related, deeply related, but these cultures have emerged in, in different paths. And I think we should respect that and honor it and, and lift it up. But because it's American, it needs to exist with like a, within an American context as well. Mm. Give us a, a minute to take it. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to take what it. I'm trying said. to. Yeah. <laughs> I have the, the, yeah, the, the, short, the short part is super dope. Does it represent the whole of Africa? I don't know that it intends to. Um, and I don't know that we should consume it as such because, you know, we have so many traditions that have yeah. spanned across millennia and we still continue to create tradition. So I don't know that. I, and, and there's never like, you know, we are abundant people and I don't think we should ever think that we have to pick and choose or like be like crabs in the barrels like this is this is not black this is black this is not african this is african like all of this stuff can be african at the same time and could exist in the same framework because we know can, that our traditions keep evolving and changing yeah but it can definitely be misinterpreted as well right um because okay when i think about culture and tradition of course it's dynamic yes but then it's um it's okay to say this is the black American, like, you know, interpretation of it, but it's not necessarily, let's say, how it was done, per se. Do you get what I mean? Like, it's not, like, I'm not saying anyone knows fully, you know, what the yeah, cultures I, and traditions I, were back right. then, but then there is what actually happened and like you know, what was done, and then there is um, it taken out of context. Do you get what I mean? Yeah, but I, I, well, I, I do get what you mean. Um, and and, and the reason I started with the story of, of the old guys is because so many things have been taken out of context over and over again, mm -hmm. right? So us, the way, even the way native doctors practice now probably be so different the way native doctors practice 50 years Back ago, then. different from the way that people practice it in like the first millennia, right? So 
I think to me, what is more useful is for us to take a step back and look at all of it together and say, this is, look at how beautiful we are. This is, look at how much we have done. Mm. Um, Rather than saying, is this African? Is that African? I don't think that's a useful conversation. Oh, it's not a way to, you don't believe that's a way to move forward with um, our traditions and cultures, basically, or what was done back then. Because I know, like I read the article that you had written about like, what should we do with our cultural past? And I guess that is another thing that I think we seek to answer a lot like or right. at least a discussion that we always have on Africa Lipsa and we're always like okay now that we know for example even history sometimes I, I, I know like they say history is important to move forward to like it's like sometimes it's you have to understand the context of where you're coming from to move forward but sometimes it's like because today is so different from how it was back then sometimes it's hard to really know what to do with the history that you know do you get what I mean? Right. So I guess right. it, it can also apply to like our traditions and everything because it shows up today, but then sometimes it's not like useful to today. So it's like, why do we even have to hold on to these traditions when it's not, it's not applicable today? Yeah. And you know, I actually quite agree with that. And I, and I, and you know, as somebody who loves tradition, I would be the first person to say there's so much that is useless and, and there's mm. so much that is bad. That is Don't baggage. let Shongo strike you. But <laughs> well, I mean, in this case, Amadioha. Amadioha. But, but you know, you know, like, bro, like I, I think Amadioha is firmly on my side. Hey, oh yeah. Well, Wait, I mean, well, don't forget well, his his grandpa was a Dibia, so he knows the strings. Well, because um, and I'm 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 a Christian, right? Like, um, uh, I was born and raised in a Catholic family, and I'm I'm very proud of my my Catholic heritage and upbringing. But there's there's a lot of baggage, you know. And I could talk about all these negative elements or aspects, but I think our first question to ask, and I'll push back as well. Our first question to ask is, what should we leave behind? without even considering what we should take. Mm. So I think we need to spend more time exploring what we should take because the assumption is always what should we leave behind as if there's more baggage and there is blessings, Mm. right? Mm. So let's start with what should we take Mm. and then once we exhaust that question, then we can start talking about what we should leave behind. And then the the second thing I'll just quickly add is, Mm. and and, and, this is related to the first question around, you know, what, what traditions are, are good like um i guess i'll just say what i want to say is like there's there's so much that has happened between the 18 like 1890 and 1960 that has fundamentally transformed how we see each other how we think how we access the forces of nature but if you just go like a day before 1850 or 1890 the lives we lived were so different so a lot of the perversions are a result of European-sponsored colonial terrorism than it I is it. because there's anything actually wrong with... <laughs> I love like that. Wrong with <laughs> you said terrorism. <laughs> I was like, yes. Is that, is that European-sponsored? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. No, we talk oh, about colonization sometimes like it. the thing wasn't terrorism. I know. And we talk about... <laughs> Yeah, we talk about slavery. It's like, oh, slavery, this was like industrialized human trafficking. Like, you know, we have to call these things what they are sometimes. Yeah, that's the call it for, like, you know, give yeah. them names, say what they are. Yeah, exactly. Like, the transatlantic slavery. So I was like, uh, American sponsored human trafficking. Um, <laughs> that, but by the way, our own people were, were involved we're in part right? of. So, like, we have to. We yeah, part definitely. Of, right? But yeah, the point is like, so people will say, you know, homosexuality, for example, is an African. But what they actually, what they actually mean is 
because of our relationship with the church that happened between the 1890 and 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 uh, and that is still ongoing homosexuality has become un-african it doesn't mean that there were not people who are who love the same gender or same sex that existed across Africa for a very long period of You're time. You're shaking the table. Mm, love to hear it. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, so like you know, we say we say, oh well, well, women wearing short skirts is not African. But but what, what we actually mean is that because of our forced education in the European grammar schools and Christian Christian missionary okay, schools, okay, speak on it then. Like preach. <laughs> you know, like like these things. These things have become. But but also, and this is also contradictory. But like multiple truths can become can exist at the same time. You know, like who is to say that what happened in 1850 is more or less African than what happens now? And like because mm. these are these are truths. That multiple people hold, and it is equally true to these people who hold them at any given point in time. But to me, what should we do with a cultural past? We should look to it for inspiration to help ourselves now. Mm-hmm. So if there are, if there are beliefs we hold that are harmful, that are destructive, that are violent, if our culture can help us, you know, if we can appeal to culture to cause damage, that we can also appeal to culture to save ourselves. Right. Mm. So we need to use our culture as a tool to equip ourselves to live. We're not romantic. We're not looking back because, oh, kings and queens. We're actually we're looking we're looking forward because we have to live. Mm. We're looking forward because we have to live. Mm, and you I know like what? That. You know, man, you guys, you, have, you guys. Have <laughs> you know, you people are not ready. Cut the off my horse right now. I need to calm down. Um, <laughs> no, no, love it. Keep going. Keep but, going. But, but what should we do with our culture past? We should not just look back. We need to look up down and sideways because mm. our culture doesn't always have what we need right and, and i think this is one of the things that i love with about caribbean folks mm-hmm. is that they have created new cultures you know one of my i love rastafari traditions so much i think it is so beautiful and profound mm-hmm. they have built on african realities and created things that are new right they pulled from europe they pulled from england from spain from france they built from their diverse african nesses to create something distinctly distinctively caribbean and and i think they have they've given us a gift that i think a lot of west africans haven't received you know to the earlier question you asked um i think it was matilda about you know i think we africans continental africans often feel like we're the ones helping our diaspora people yeah but i think they actually have more to give us than we have to give them Jamaicans were free before Nigerians were free. So we have so much more to learn from them about freedom. Right? Americans, black Americans gave us a language and a culture of civil rights. And it's that same language of civil rights that the Ensars movement is using. It's using. So so often we we continental folks think we are the center of the world and the Caribbean folks or American folks have to come back to us. But no, we that, that's also probably why we have to share, right? We have to open these spaces um, to learn from each other. It's like we gave you mm-hmm. these things. You took them. You built on them. Let us let us constantly replenish each other. Right? Let us constantly renew each other. Because people are dying, and if we don't save ourselves, nobody will. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm there's something saying. actually. I, I I just think that there's something about leaving Nigeria specifically, and I'm only saying it as a Nigerian. And I, we say this all the time, actually. That makes you <laughs> see that Nigeria is not actually the center of everything because for whatever reasons like in nigeria like i can only speak for myself i know this isn't the truth for everyone in nigeria but like we always feel like 
we have all the solutions like we have the culture like you know so it was like mostly like nigerian twitter that was coming for you know beyonce when she posted that like yo how can you do this that because we feel like we have we're entitled to the yeah yeah yeah, to the The culture the owner of shango the owner of like do you get what i mean like so we're not really looking around and seeing that we're not the only like blacks (laughs) bro like if you see what these cubans are doing with yoruba you would Oh. You would <laughs> like you would be ashamed of yourself as a Yoruba person if you're Yoruba. Oh my god! Hadisa sent me oh, a no, link. No, no. Stop! Stop! Oh, Who's asking? If, if, if you see, your <laughs> like, If you see what the Afro Brazilians are doing with Yoruba, with Yoruba as well. Oh yeah, I've actually would. seen a lot of that. Like I've we were looking for Babalawos, <laughs> right, Bro. to come on the podcast. Yeah, nobody has. Oh, and we, no one has gotten back to us yet. But like we are able to find more resources in like latin america yeah and it's the, it's the you know the, the only of affair was it a couple of years ago visited a shrine a shongo shrine or oh, sorry Oshun shrine in brazil like two years ago right like it's shame it's different <laughs> you know yeah it's, uh, it's, uh, let me let me let me even say probably the most controversial thing i'm gonna say this night you'll be soon but go ahead <laughs> you know this this will actually probably cancel me people this a whole afro beats movement right hey Wait, 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 let, 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 let's, give that's all we have. let's give a disclaimer, See, that's all we have. give a disclaimer, <laughs> these opinions are those of our guests, oh, and exactly, our guests, See, wait, and they did not reflect the views <laughs> of African listeners, <laughs> The problem with this table you're about to shake is that um, just, you see, when you were nice. talking about, um, you know, all of us learning from each other, I was even yeah. going to crack the joke that the only thing that you can, um, other people can learn from Nigeria is vibes. And you're about to take that away bro, from us. Bro, no, 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 no. But proceed. that's the thing, though. But proceed. That's, it's, not, it's not a competition. We cannot Cautiously. have it at the same time. Yeah. Okay. But if you look at what is happening with French Afrobeats, you would what? fall in what? love. Uh, there is French Afrobeat. French Afrobeat is so beautiful. Like from Mama, decolonize your mind. No way. Bro, <laughs> from like, well, it's like it's, Congolese it's, it's Afrobeat. <laughs> well, a lot, a lot of it, a lot of it happens in France and Haiti. Haiti has Afrobeat. Oh, mm. The Afrobeat artists, even like what the Arabs, like what the Arab Africans are doing with Afrobeat. Oh, it's so, it's so incredible. But the, Arab, so, the Arabs are also so, colonizers. Yo, so hold up. So, so, before, no before, we go, before we go into that. <laughs> So we have uh, in track we have a track playlist. So each of our volumes comes with a playlist, and we curate a playlist based off of the theme for the week. So so yeah, like we like uh, we're pulling from East Africa, West Africa, Haiti, the Caribbean, uh, Spanish Africa, Spanish Caribbean, and bro, like these vibes are heavy. Like you listen, to, you listen to uh, uh, what's her name? Something other yes, Yakuzo from um, I, I believe she's Congolese. Grew up in Belgium and in France. Um, her music is just incredible. I don't know if you oh, cha cha. Like, bro, like. Oh, yeah, I've heard that. Tunes. Yeah. I, I don't even know what these people are saying half of the time. <laughs> but it's just like, is the vibe is on a different level. Yeah. Okay, so wait, what, what was the controversial thing that you wanted to say? Oh, that was it. As far, it's not yeah. us. Oh, it's not we us. We like to think, okay, okay yeah. It's, but it's actually not us. Not, okay. Okay, okay. Yeah, I don't agree, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, we should get yeah. Emmanuel to come and battle you on that. Emmanuel, respond. Emmanuel, you have 24 hours to respond. 24 hours to respond. <laughs> There's yeah. the, uh, what's, what these people are doing with culture 
is different. It's just so different. Like what's happening in Sudan, what's happening in Congo, Haiti, you know, even like there's this whole like reggae revival movement that's coming out of Jamaica. Mm. Some new incredible reggae artists that are just so spiritual with their music. And and when I mean spiritual, I don't mean like it's like it's vibes as well. Like you can dance to mm. it, you can turn up to it. But the music carries a spirit, man, that's just so authentic. I feel like Afrobeats has given up uh it's all like just it's just off of the turn up like you can have dope vibes and turn up but the music still be spiritual i don't know if you've heard jam with whiskey and chronics such a beautiful beautiful record mm. like yeah we need to we need to be learning mm. from our folks actually no i have a i have a random question but like what do you think about <laughs> kids not funny is this serious stuff <laughs> no. what do you think about the nigerian reggae movement like patarangi and friends <laughs> I, oh, we're pulling I, from I, cultures, yeah, right? We're pulling from yeah. cultures. Yeah. Like, what do you think about? Yeah, I was actually talking to one of my collaborators about this a couple of days ago. I think, you know, Rastafarianism is a culture of freedom and liberation. Mm-hmm. And people talk about reggae and Bob Marley and, you know, like the, the characters. But in the spirit of the music is this need for justice, call for justice and a need to be free. And I think I think we have the music, but we don't have the message. And and I think sometimes the reason why the why the music doesn't connect as well is because we've taken the spirit out of it and we just use it purely for vibes. So I no, love like you know I love what? the vibes are important yeah. though. Sorry, I know you were going somewhere, but ahead, the vibes are totally important because like I sometimes think about how hard Nigeria is and just our music still serves a purpose. Like so yeah, this I guess week I- when when a lot was happening i sometimes needed to distract myself uh, self and afrobeats did what it had did to what do. it had to do yeah mm. and i mean uh, i guess so if that's the ahead. case wouldn't you say that that's like almost like a spirit of freedom yeah it, because it kind it's of, like yeah they're not saying anything yeah. but you know yeah well, you know so one of our one of our first volumes in trad was around uh, was, the theme was carnival yeah and we talk about calypso we talk about carnival and we talked about uh the soca and calypso culture and soca music like there's nothing there's nothing conscious or like deeply introspective about soca music it's just like it's just free freedom music and and that is important as well and i think that music has a, definitely has a space in our culture afrobeat music definitely has a space obviously not doesn't have a space is integral to our culture and same with same with calypso and mm-hmm. soca music but to the specific question about reggae and the reggae movement in nigeria and that's what i was answering specifically mm-hmm. is that a lot of it has lost the fundamental of, of reggae and the rastafari tradition is justice and freedom so you can sing about whatever you want, uh, but if you don't have that core, then I don't know that I can really call you a complete reggae artist. It sounds fantastic. The vibes are definitely there, but I don't know that those artists can actually be true reggae artists if mm. they don't really connect with the source and, and that call. You can collaborate with reggae artists all you want. Like you can make reggae music. And also, like, I'm not advocating for everybody rap about, like, you know, dropping knowledge because reggae artists don't even do that, right? Like, it's just like... There's a freedom to their spirit that transcends the music. Kabaka mm. Pyramid, Skip Marley, Alila Ek, Coffee, Chronics, beautiful vibes artists. Like these folks make beautiful, beautiful freedom music. But like you can't tell me you make a song with like eleven tr- reggae tracks and all of it is just about something else beside the point. You know? Mm, I get what you mean. Yeah, like I'm just trying to compare um, Pataranking and like you know. <laughs> Yeah, like, <laughs> no, not knocking him. We love him, you. but I love honestly, I thought he was gonna be a one-hit wonder. But like, look, yeah. look where he's come. He actually uh, stayed. He's yeah. We're surprised. Yeah. He like did. techno too. Uh, techno was so sure. I know this is this is this, this is, is really. But, <laughs> 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 but 
I love that song so much. <laughs> okay, but yeah, 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 I agree. Um, and it, it, it's super dope, right? Because uh, a lot of Nigerian artists are beginning to collab with Caribbean artists as yeah. well, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. I, I think we're super late. We're so, so late, but I'm happy we're here now. Yeah. Super happy we're here. I feel the like the, the fact that we blew allows us to collaborate with more artists. I feel like Nigerians have been trying to make that Caribbean jump for a while now. I mean, I feel like, you know, Nigerians have tried, have, like, you have this artist, like, speaking part of, of course, in, like, songs and stuff, like, way before, like, we... Um, Primary school days, remember that? Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Um, yeah, it's good to see more. But, yeah, that I think that's kind of what we wanted to cover. But I also really like Trad TV, too. Because, like, I feel like it gives us a... Like, if you're not into, like, reading, like, articles and stuff, like, there's other media... Mm-hmm. like um, mediums that you can consume the information in and I think it really also serves its purpose like did you guys start with um, the magazine portion and then go into Trad TV or like yeah we started okay. the magazine and then we built out yeah so we publish every two weeks we publish based off a specific theme the next theme that's coming out is on the 23rd of uh, this month um, and then we release every two weeks. The next theme, as I mentioned before, is time. Mm-hmm. It's definitely my favorite volume uh, so far. So I'm quite, quite excited about that. And then you know, we work with, again, it's all young people who create this stuff. So please do support, yeah. um, read, mm-hmm. subscribe, follow, all that great stuff. We actually currently have uh, a GoFundMe campaign that's running. Mm-hmm. We're working on um, a project called Africans Explain Everything. Um, yeah, and nice. it's like, Interesting. Yeah, we're pulling from multiple traditions to explain like some of the big questions, like where does death come from? Um, where do we go? You know, like that these. That sounds like it'll be interesting. I'm so interested yeah. in that. Yeah. 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 Wait, and, and is that going to be on like Trad TV or? Exactly. That would def- yeah. definitely be on Trad TV. I like your okay. Trad TV. Like the way it's laid out is so interesting. Like Thank you. Way- yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. shout out Abraham Omogrobe from Omogrobe Brothers who designed your website for us. So big ups to him. Shout out to them. Shout out to Kumi Saliu who designed her, did all the branding and original identity work. So big ups to her and the whole track hey. family. Yeah, I wanted to fight you guys when you dropped that jollof rice thing, and then the person was. <laughs> <getting> <laughs> <in>. <laughs> Yo, honestly, I said same. alternative I facts. Posted it. I posted it. I was just like, I was like, bro, should I even be posting? <laughs> posting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Should I even be supporting this? It did what you it know, needed to do. Spark strong, strong emotions. But there's, there's so much. There's so if I if I can even use this pun. There's so much cooking. Like we have so many things in the bag, yeah. and it's uh, follow the Instagram. Know, yes, please. Try to underscore magazine. Actually, you know what? Just like wait, just just do, do like a thirty second plug for everything. So and like you know they the can know where to find on. you, like where to follow y'all, and like all of that. Yeah, so we are, so Trad is a platform, is a community of young people that explore, renew, and restore African ideas. We are at Trad underscore magazine on Instagram, Trad underscore, magaz- Trad underscore magazine on Twitter. The website is tradmag.ca, tradmag.ca. When you go to the website, be sure to check our magazine, Trad TV, Discover, and if you're so inclined, donate and share our donation link with your friends and family as well. Yay, that was really good. Okay. I like the cooking stuff on the Instagram on Instagram like when you guys yeah. do like Instagram lives and then you teach us how to cook yeah and we I- host yeah we host this Instagram live called full circle so whoever is part of our uh, the theme 
uh, we find a really cool person uh, from anywhere in the world who's related to our theme, yeah. and we work with them to just you know, share knowledge. And we are we are looking forward to a really new, a brand new show. I talked about poetry and justice before, but we are building out a show called Full House. Uh, we're taking Full Circle and we're taking it to Clubhouse. Okay. So, yeah. So some dope conversations coming to Clubhouse. Ooh, that, yeah, that was looking be forward. Very interesting. Like that would be so interesting. But yeah, you guys should go check it out. And thank you so much, Chucky, for joining us today. I hope you guys have learned from all the big ideas. I think I'm going to listen back and really, really think again about the things you, you said. Honestly, <laughs> there were a lot of things like, you said that we had quotes, to quotes. Like there were so many quotes that, like, bruh, I'm going to pull all them out. You know, I, I think really, man. Like my mom said, Chucky speak too much English. <laughs> I, 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 you do? I tell her she pay my school fees. <laughs> and it was worth it. Like. <laughs> but, but I think really, you know, what, what our movement boils down to is a couple of things. And the first one is we would have to pave the, the road that we are going to walk on across the world. You know, like, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. You know, if you see me, I'm <laughs> tearing up now. It's like mm-hmm. from, from Gambia to Sudan mm-hmm. to Nigeria to Barbados to Washington, to Uganda, the times are changing and we have to meet the times where they are. In the middle of the NSARS protest, which I think three of you were excellent in leading the charge in Ottawa for the protest, one of the tweets that came out from, uh, I think it was Jola from the Feminist Coalition, was that in two weeks, we raised the money, we raised the ambulances, we got the legal help, we cleaned the streets, we have what it takes to save our lives. And, you know, Trad, you know, we're, we're a magazine, we publish all these things and we create all these great content. But fundamentally, what our spirit is about is to help black people uncover the tools that they have to save and, and help ourselves and to, to save and help each other. And you know, this is a message we're going to keep driving and pushing. But our boy's alarm clock, he said, you know, everybody heard the alarm clock and some people woke up before some other people. Mm. So the people who have woken up have to wake everybody up. Mm. And, and we, mm. have to, we have to move together. And we have to move with intention. You know, and the Americans have already told, the African-Americans have told us we have nothing to lose but our chains. So let's keep pushing. Woo, period. Hey, love it. Like, I feel like that's nice. like a perfect, like, finishing. I don't want to add anything else. Like, let's just leave it yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing else we can say there. But thank you so much for joining us, Chucky. There's a lot of insight, and we hope to have you back on one of our episodes because we know that there is so much you have to offer here as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bro, we look and, forward and, to it. Well, and you three, and maybe us, us this is actually the, probably the most important thing I want to say tonight, but man, you three are really the real deal. Um, wow, honestly. But, and, and you have, you no, could cut, I'm tearing you could, up. Yeah, you could cut this part out. This is really just Why would you I? Why would I? <laughs> your, your, your voices are so important. Mm. And I don't know that you know how important your voices are. Mm. And similar with, similar with Trad, like, you know, we're, we're playing the long game here, man. Like, I don't care what my likes are tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, who's going to be here in 30 years? So I, I hope that you three look at your work with that kind of longevity. Um, some people are hobbyists, right? But this is like a lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and you have to be intentional by protecting and cultivating your power. Nobody else will do it for you but yourself. So you have to you have to really push because you are you're excellent and you are on the path to more excellence. So keep pushing, okay? Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Like, wow. It's easy to say because it's true. 
Yeah, but like, oh. yeah, you put it together well because your mom is not wrong. You do this English. You do yeah, it. Yeah, you so like, you, 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 can, you do do it. You can do it. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Can you speak, speak Igbo? No, not speak, speak. Just, just, uh, just spare. Here and there. Spare. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. okay. All right, guys. We will catch you guys next week with another episode. Thanks for joining us and bye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, I know what that one means. Uh, (laughs) Oh, (laughs) fun.